the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308. 308- 8867. That's 308 8867. Or toll free at 866 308 8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas. I'm now 30. Hey, I'm the answer. And Barry, if you will, we can hear ourselves. So, yeah, I can hear. Oh, okay. Hey, that's better. Thank you, sir. All right. Well, the phone number to call is 210-308-8867. Look how pretty that card is with the cyclamen in it, with the red and the white. Anything Uh, with cyclamen in it is pretty. (laughs) But that's especially pretty. It's a good combination. Like I said, downtown, that's what they're using. I'm sorry. The number 308-8867-210-308-8867. Give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Uh, you can come on by Millburgers and visit with us. And uh, there you'll find, uh, as just eyeballing it, uh, Christmas uh, stuff, uh, decorations. You'll find uh, living uh, container-grown Christmas trees. Uh, I'm trying to find out from Trace. They have a sign that says "Living and Fresh Cut Trees." You know, sold. There, there's no returns necessarily. It's sold as is. But I don't know if they have the fresh cut yet. So we'll have to find out from Trace. And I don't see any. But I don't see any either. But that doesn't mean anything. They've got the thing out, and I saw someone leaving. With one. Well, it was on its side in the pickup, and I couldn't tell whether it was a living Christmas tree or a fresh cut, but they've got pretty living trees. Oh, yeah, they do. they got got uh, oh, cedar, oh, the cedars, Arizona cypress, and uh, cedars, and Aleppo pine, and lots of lots of choices. And yeah. Se- several sizes. Nothing huge. Well, I take that back. The uh, uh, Arizona cypress are pretty big. Yeah. And, that, and that's a great, that's a good Christmas tree too, because it's such a wonderful tree in our landscape. So you use it, use it for your Christmas tree, either on the porch or in the house, even, and then you uh, plant it out in a uh, good spot, give it some space in the landscape, and uh, it'll uh, tolerate our soil and our heat and uh, our uh, dry weather if we ever get it, uh, which, <laughs> which we do all the time. And so, a good choice, good choice if you want to double double bang for your dollar. And 210, oh, what is that? 210-308-8867. That's one of the salvias. Salvias. Okay, that's pretty. It's purple. Or did we ever get the frog fruit? I'll ask you while Trace is in here. Did you ever see the frog fruit? That was the one. No, not frog fruit. Um, what was the one that you really liked for the butterflies? Oh shucks! Um, 
not porterweed. Yeah, porterweed. Frog fruit, porterweed. Did we expect? Did we get? No, I don't know that we did. I was just wondering if you ever saw it because that would be. No, but we got it in the certified butterfly garden. Okay. Did you check out the butterfly garden? How's it looking? Yeah, it's looking good. And also there's uh, monarchs in there and queen butterfly, butterflies and caterpillars hatched, which is a little, uh, it's really interesting, but it's a little, uh, um, makes you feel bad because they're, they're not going to make it to Mexico City. No. Probably with the, you know, they have to put up with the weather and it's quite a distance. Hey, Robert is already on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, Robert, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How you doing today? Fine, how are you doing? We're doing great. We're sitting on the porch. It's a pretty day, isn't it? I did my lawn already. <laughs> Shh. I have to do my lawn, and I'm I'm kind of avoiding it. It's too cold, isn't it? I think the grass gets hurt if you cut it this cold. Haven't? Isn't that, Calvin? I've never it, heard it that. Or had any experience? <laughs> it was six thirty in the morning. I woke everybody up. It was six thirty in the morning. Oh man, yep. you're worse than Jerry and his neighbors. Wow. <laughs> okay. Do you have a gas mower or a little quiet electric mower? Uh, a blower. Oh, oh, a blower. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay, sir. Let's help you with this tree identification issue. <laughs> I had a fifty-footer tree. In, in in the winter, the leaves turn yellow, and the leaves are no bigger than the the your pinky finger. I asked around what kind of tree it is, and nobody knows. Seems to know. Describe it again. I didn't catch it all. I know the leaves were small. They're yellow. They turn yellow in the winter. They drop off. It's deciduous, I take it. Right? Yes. It got a uh, uh, bark that's rough. And rough? I took it to uh, to the nurseries, and, and I showed them the picture, and they don't seem to know. Huh. The bark? You said the bark is really rough? Yes. Okay. How about any blooms? I'm sorry, Calvin. I'm getting excited. Well, it's I'm not, jumping in. It's a sound, it sounds like uh, cedar elm. That's or, what I was thinking. Yeah. Or uh, crepe myrtle. No. That's why I was asking about the blooms. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess I, I, that would be the, I, if the description No, was, the I, rough bark wouldn't work. Huh. I have other, other trees, but the, the, the leaves turn brown. This one's turn yellow. Turn yellow. Yeah, we had a cedar elm though, yeah. and the, the leaves turn yellow, and they're very small. They're yeah. like they're about the size of a dime. Does that sound right? Yeah. For it's, to me, it's it no, does. No yeah. bigger than your your pinky finger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. So it's kind of hard to do without the picture. Can you email me the picture? Uh, sure. What? It's the same number. Just email it to me, Milton at klup dot com, and I'll I'll get it in a minute or so. And uh, yeah, but the cedar elm, what is oh when it's when it is green? See, I'm, I'm kind of playing plant detective here. When it is green, what does the uh, what is that called? The the round part. <laughs> crown. <laughs> what is the? Thank you. I'm having a brain fog day. What does the crown look like? Is it round? Is it like a? Because the cedar elm kind of has a round crown. Well, it, or no? No, it depends on what you're used to. If you're no. used to the round on, on uh, t- 
Texas red oak or uh, live oak, cedar elm is a little more upright. They also get to be much taller, but we're, oh, I, don't, okay. I don't know what we're talking about here. Oh, yeah, we didn't say, he did, did he say the height? How, how, to, how big is that? How tall is it, Robert? About 50 footer. Oh, 50 feet. Oh, yeah, that, that's, that's probably, a, that sound, sure sounds like a cedar elm. Um, yeah, see if you can send it, and we'll verify that. Jerry's here, too. Yeah, we'll get everybody on it. But uh, is, 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 can, you, can you can you find that tree on the nursery right now? And is it, is it uh, a good time to plant it? Oh, yeah, it's a good time to plant it for sure. Now, we and, can ask Trace for sure if they have it, but normally you could, right, with a cedar elm? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cedar elm is... Uh, Highly recommended uh, tree for shade, and it's covered in the CPS uh, shade tree rebate. Oh wow, that's good. Yeah, it's, it's, I it's, like them. I really it's like them. It's a, a good choice if you've got any problem with oak wilt or you feel uncomfortable with more oaks. So yeah, it's a good plan. Now there's a couple of I, other elms, but they they don't prosper in this area as, as much as the cedar elm does. I have and other Robert? trees like I have other trees like the maple tree. It, the leaves turn like red and another leaf another tree that the, the leaves turn brown and this one turns yellow. And I like the the, the difference in the color of the, the leaves. That's why I was asking. Yeah. yeah well they'll they'll uh if you if it's a uh, Japanese maple with those beautiful leaves on it uh, you, after you have it for a while you'll have a lot of brown leaves that you can enjoy you know brown is a color he's saying it doesn't live in San Antonio what part of the town are you now, in? Now, yeah but we're, let's not get the maple mixed with okay. the cedar elm okay, let's fo- Calvin wants to focus <laughs> Okay. hey uh, Robert can you send us the picture? sure I'll do that right now yeah, and uh, we'll we'll I'll, as soon as I get it, I'll look for it on my phone. And as soon as I get it, I'll show the guys. The other thing too is you can kind of do a backwards search. You could search for Cedar Elm right now on you know Google and, and images and see if it looks like yours. No, no. Uh, one problem is if he brought it to the nursery and somebody couldn't identify it. That's that seems strange. Yeah, especially with a plant like Cedar Elm yeah. that's known for this area. All right, well send the picture. I'll send a picture. Thank you. All right. All right. Uh, what are you going to do tomorrow on a nice Sunday morning to your neighbors? Well, I did the lawn already, so. I, I yeah, mean, I not much. You could, you could work on your car, maybe do some banging. Or <laughs> well, Jerry does not. Jerry gets the same impact you do with your uh, leaf blower. Yeah. And he doesn't even have to to use a leaf blower. Yeah, my leaves disappear. My my son was looking out the back back uh, window the other day, yeah. and he says, "Look, we've got a little bit of fall color on the uh, red oak in the backyard. It's so big." And he was looking at a little little bit uh, small section that has turned red, and that's the way it always does. Yeah, it's a small section turns red. Oh, maybe a couple of small sections. And then eventually the whole tree turns red. Oh, neat. And then the leaves fall, and then it disappears. 
Yeah, I'm just saying I ever saw. You know, it was uh, we talk about those. Uh, Thank you, Robert. We're we're gonna keep. Uh, we're looking for the picture, man. You take care. We when I was the <laughs> extension agent, uh, we were called on by the county. They uh, were having a. They they were overwhelmed by leaves at the county <laughs> parks, and they there. What had happened is things evolved. They were pulling more and more people off of regular jobs yeah. and running leaf blowers. So everybody was a leaf blower. I said, "Why, why are we blow, why are we blowing the leaves off or collecting leaves in a county park? Because <laughs> you know they disappear so fast anyway, oh, yeah. and it's a environmentally not an appropriate way to go." And it, by eliminating the leaf blowers, uh, <laughs> the budget was they reduced the budget like thirty five percent or forty oh, yeah. percent, and, and it was environmental. Where were they blowing them? Were they just blowing them in a pile and raking big, them. A big pile and and picking them up. Oh, okay. Gosh, it was just, it was the strangest. Uh, and that, strangest. That, that back in the days where they. Put them in a, a dump. They do a garbage dump. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember Landfield. if they. Well, yeah, they. I don't. I don't think the county collection was uh, necessarily uh, <laughs> real careful about that. Yeah, recycle. But, but now, now there's a lot of people. Uh, don't you know? Thanks to the don't bag it program and uh, uh, that stuff, so everybody is more. Conscious now. Well, yeah, and in case, even uh, if you put out uh, a bunch of leaves, if you put them in your garbage can or thing, you, you eventually get a little note that says these are are valuable and put them in <laughs> put them in the green or use them in your yard and Yeah. Oh, and, you mean they'll give you a little note? Yeah. If you put yeah. them in the what? Put oh, them the, in the garbage can. Oh, the okay. leaves. Oh. But uh, rather but than, Jerry's an, rather right, than right the organic there. pile, yeah, you can put it on the organic can. Sure. And uh, but that and that was one of the reasons why the organic can is there. But but w- what has happened in my neighborhood is that it's uh, everybody, uh, more people are using them, and uh, those that aren't yeah. being used are. Somebody, one of the neighbors, <laughs> come by and get them. Yeah, huh? like yeah. Mark, Mark uses a lot of leaves. Yeah, now, now that they've got those nice bags that they put them in, it was nice enough when they were the leaves. Oh, the paper bags yeah. that you get at the at H E B and stuff. Uh, they're wonderful. Except last, I, I was watching this huge pile of them. <laughs> An outside, outside collector came in and put them in there, and they sat there and sat there until they deteriorated. Yeah. No. So you gotta you gotta have a plan to get them to where you're going. Yeah. I don't know what the. Uh, I guess they must have a special pickup service. Do you recommend uh, mowing them? And do you recommend mowing them at six thirty in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Uh, not, not a uh, That's favorite thing to do. Oh, is mowing them at all or? No, mowing is. Uh, okay, at 6 30 in the morning? <laughs> yeah. Did you hear Robert? Did we tell you that? Uh uh-uh. uh. Robert, start, Robert was funny. He started off the conversation and I said, It's a beautiful day, Robert. How are you doing? Oh, it is beautiful. I was up at 6 30 this morning mowing my lawn. Uh oh. Yeah, I feel guilty if I take out the recycling <laughs> before 9 o'clock in the morning and wake the neighbors. 
All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, 866-308-8867. I just uh, looked at Calvin's article. Yeah, today. what did he write about today? He's got uh, the fall, fall plants that bloom. Hmm. And uh, they've got two pictures of Lantana blooming. Yeah. And it is. Can you see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the purplish pinkish? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the interesting thing about I can verify this because a Lantana plant uh, is established by in the crack by my mailbox. Oh, okay. And I let it grow. And also a little wild rose is growing out of there, uh, a little thorny thing. Huh. I don't know if it's a rose or not. But uh, I let the lantana grow, and now it's in full bloom. Yeah. It's which, out, it, it, out of a crack in the sidewalk. I, I, I really do, because I'm such a um, yeah. non-skilled gardener, <laughs> I, I like the tough plants that just come back. and yeah. Like the laurel bush petunias, they, they'll find a way to find some crack in some soil somewhere. Which we're down to the le- uh, less than a l- one flat of okay. Laura Bush. I have to get some they're for right somebody, on, I promise. They're, they're right on the corner here of, by this first table. Did you Minor, see right by the blue bonnets? Yeah. Minor blooming. No, no this side. They, 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 they were there originally, but now they've moved this one long, lone flat to the very corner of the first half table. That's in front of us, right at the yeah. end of where, where the broccoli is. Now, this, and it verified what, what I said last week about the spinach and the four-inch. Four huh? the, the roots were not very well developed. <laughs> but when it sits sits in that wonderful large container with the potting soil, yeah. in one week, yeah, they're much, much more developed. <laughs> and the foliage is about... Oh, yeah. It looks much larger. So, except... Of course, this, the demand for spinach is so high, so they're not—they're not all staying there. So get yeah. if you uh, get them, get them now before they. Uh, yeah. We were just saying on the spinach, that week in that container really filled them all. They're nice, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> so is the kale. <laughs> yeah, right. That's your was, uh, yeah. No one commented on. Apparently, nobody's as amazed as I am anymore. My Laura Bush petunias are now blooming. Cool. All right. Yeah, and they look—they look. The one over there looks great, and then the one over there looks good, and the one over there—I don't care. I'm planting one, just one. Even though I bought, you know, had some. One's an odd number. That's right. Thank you. That's exactly right. But that's an odd planter too. What's that? The person planting it is odd. Uh, you know, you know. In a few years, you won't have to point. You just turn around and say, "There's my petunias." Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm looking forward to. I, I said, I was saying, there's only a broken flat of uh, the lower bush petunias left, and you put it up here by the vegetables on that little half of just so you'd see half it. a link. And uh, <laughs> for those of you who uh, wonder why we hesitate to grow lower bush. When you come in, you'll see that these the plants are in bloom, but they're also lanky, long and lanky. They've, uh, they've, uh, they, but uh, before, uh, Trace and them have cut them back, and uh, they re- regrow real quick. But these are in full bloom, so 
all those blooms will probably have seed pods. Now, I haven't. So Now, one of my uh, wild ones, or one of those yeah, in my yeah. yard, has, has come back yet. No, they're, they're, they're slow to come yeah. back. But they'll catch these. Yeah, it'll be suddenly they'll start <laughs> showing up. Well, hey, listen. Yeah, and take off. All right, so we got to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere because uh, Mary, Mary needs you. And uh, we're going to come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. Then Trace will talk to us about the uh, trailing uh, Snapdragon. Okay, he's looking. All right, he's shaking his head it's yes. trailing something? It's trailing. trailing uh, it's on the trail. As you walk through the nursery. Uh-huh. I, saw, I saw one following you. <laughs> All right, we're back in a moment on 930 a.m. This is The Answer. Welcome back to Melberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Trace Hazlett of Melberger's, Dr. Jerry Parsons, as we go counterclockwise. And I want to tell you real quick about Spider-Man Pest Control. I'll just be a second, but it just takes a second for you to pick up the phone and call Spider-Man. If you've got pests that are bugging you, 210-656-3721. Spider-Man Warren Remy has been doing this since 1976, and they are just the experts in San Antonio to go to. I like to say this, and it sounds funny, but they're the last pest control company you'll ever call. And I hear that a lot because people will tell me uh, stories about we called this guy, and that didn't work. We called this guy, that didn't work. We called this guy. Then we called Spider-Man. We haven't called anybody since except Spider-Man because he was the one that fixed the problem. So termites, roaches, scorpions, rats, raccoons, whatever is crawling or uh, scurrying across your floor, a Spider-Man can help you get rid of it. Spider-Man termite and pest control, 210-656-3721 or gospidermanpest.com. Trace, welcome. I'm sorry to cut you it's off. Okay. There. Does it matter whether it's two, four, six, or eight-legged? No. <laughs> I don't know about the two. Are there many? Uh, you sound like Jerry now. Can he get rid of, you know, well, mother-in-laws? I, I know some, uh, I know, yeah, I know some two-legged pests. Uh, well, he doesn't guarantee those. Those are tougher to get rid of. <laughs> but, yeah, what's going on, sir? Well, I wanted to introduce you all to the newest of the new plants because mm-hmm. we've been trying to get some uh, some interesting new stuff to the market. And this is uh, about as interesting as it gets. The pictures are gorgeous. It is mean, it's a, pretty. It's pretty flower. Trailing Snapdragon or Prostrate. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Don't say that, Trey. Thanks that's for saying that. That's why I made sure I enunciated mm-hmm. correctly. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay? Yeah. Okay. Making me hurt for him to say you, you don't have to get your prostrate checked. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Keep going. I'm sorry. All right. So uh, everything about it looks like it's a regular Snapdragon, except yeah. for it grows out. So now, so often people are putting things in hanging baskets. Mm. And you, a regular Snapdragon, all the colors up top so you don't get to see it. But yeah. this and the bloom is the same size. Yeah. So this should grow out where they can still see the color from the side. What, what did it remind you of when you first saw it? They're sitting there, Jerry. I hey. didn't see it. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I would, but I would, uh, it's pretty. I mentioned to Trace that the with this color, especially, it looks like a, a sweet pea. It does. Kinda. Yeah, it does. But so, uh, this one, this one has got. Uh, Got flowers on it, of course. It's also got uh, buds. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thinking it'd be a good combination plant. You know, nor- normally you don't have a lot of trailers for winter. You got to do either mm. a, a lissum or lobelia, 
uh, if you're wanting the trailer. But this one, uh, according to what I read, of course now I can't find it, um, <laughs> would be fine with a stock or hmm. even a tall Snapdragon or medium Snapdragon in the middle with this around it. Oh, yeah. To give That'd you that, be neat. that height look with a, with a prostrate. Yeah, planting. <laughs> Careful, man. I announced it. He, is, he knows he's <laughs> slowing down just for you. Uh, he knows and, how nervous that makes you. And he's also got they got them on sale. They say they're on di- in different colors. Mm-hmm. About four or five colors, including yeah. orange, Milton. There is. Yeah. Hey, well, now I got to get my orange. Hold on. Hopefully, you didn't get many orange. Yeah. Yellow, red, <laughs> and purple. Yeah. So. If you only knew how many more orange I sell than I do that burgundy color on anything. Oh, man. Them's fighting words. I think he's pregnant. We need to have like one I month think he's pregnant. where we have just, you know, <laughs> we have a contest. Where the folks who like A&M buy marine plants. and then there's different plants throughout the year. Yeah. That's true. So it's a year-long contest that okay. the Longhorns would win hands down every time. Everybody likes orange. Okay. Huh? But if it's you know those. cheerful. Okay. Well, you know, that would really work if you changed the orange to one of those plants we talked about in there, that Mexican uh, vine. Uh, yeah. That, a flame uh, vine? Yeah. Yeah, the Mexican flame vine. vine. I do have a good selection of flame vine right now. That, or, that, that orange is spectacular. Glow in the dark. Oh, yeah. So you mentioned a couple of things. Containers as a filler in a trailer, like alyssum you might use. Yep. You mentioned hanging baskets, too. Is yes, that right? Did. Okay, so it would be good for a hanging basket. How many would you need to get per hanging basket? Do you think just one or maybe two? No, well, I can't buy two, can that, I? That, that depends on the, the, how patient you are. Could oh. you get away with one? Yeah, probably. Should you plant three? Yeah, you should. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know. A larger hanging basket. I uh, I was out in the sun all day working, so I'm, I am I don't mind. I'm, I'm kind of sun patient. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, anyway, anyway. I enjoyed that. Did you? I bet you yeah, did. I was Thank waiting you. for the bump, bump. But oh yeah. Well, we got a new guy on, so uh, the, Barry's uh, Barry's back there. And they're on sale. Quart pot regularly five ninety nine. Mm-hmm. You just can't can't no. get to that six for some reason. <laughs> on sale for four eighty eight. Mm-hmm. Two for eight dollars. So that's four, yeah. That's, that's a four dollars a piece. So, you know, next year there's not going to be much, uh, many plants in this size pot. Oh, is that right? Yeah. You know, what is that, the quart? Pla- that yeah, plastic shortage. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeesh. So they're going to be what size? Uh, there's going to, there's hardly going to be any quarts on the market until oh, no. the plastic thing gets fixed. So it'll be four inch and gallon. Uh, wow. We'll find it's hardly a, any it's quarts. It's ironic, too, because the biggest recycling problem is... Too much plastic. No, you, yeah. you know when we the the glass they can deal with and uh, paper and yeah. wood, but uh, even here in San Antonio they're having trouble dealing with yeah. all the plastic that shows. Yeah, up. we we uh, the nursery got together and had a a pot collection. You know, that was years ago, wasn't it, Trace? Yes. Uh, <laughs> where the people could bring their pots It was in called rest. Plants for Plastic. There you go. Oh, really? Mr. Wester would uh, do it. We, we'd fill out a little. They'd bring us the pots. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was a hard wall pot, not a soft wall pot. Yeah. Okay. They got credit, so much credit for each size hard wall pot that we brought. Now, would we take a soft wall? Yeah, we took a soft wall. <laughs> okay. So they'd bring us pots, and we'd give them a credit slip for purchase. 
to cover some of the, the their future purchase. Huh. That's a good idea. I think. So how did it turn out? That was Mr. West. Oh, we yeah. we had it went like gangbusters. No, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think uh, Wolf Nurture and Mr. Wessler was the leader, one of the leaders. Uh, in he that. he did why. he did it, and he he took those pots and he put Mexican heather or something <laughs> right back in it. Very well, good, very we, smart. Uh, we yeah. did it. See, they they did it for. Plastic pots. We did it for toilets. Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. they, Wait, don't, don't you guys remember? We had I remember those. taking a toilet, my toilet somewhere, and getting a new one. Yeah, and well, it didn't we, cost me anything. We had the to- we had yeah, the toilets planted right out here. The yeah, chan- the uh, winning. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, the patio gardening. That was my idea, by the way. Uh, uh, you yeah. can tell that with a bad pen, it was probably my idea. No, it's a good idea. Was that number was one or I number can't... two idea? <laughs> <laughs> I came in third, by the way, in the patio gardening. I had a little help from from everybody, so. <laughs> but it was pretty. Yeah. But they're saying I they're forgot still folks resurrecting the the patio the photos and everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, Trace. Okay, so we talked about the uh, the trailing snapdragon. Yes. Christmas trees. Yeah. First, I was going to say. Let's talk about that. First supposed to appear next Saturday morning. So, what? All right. So we uh, we'll, we'll have our first one in. Uh, if you do buy a cut tree, I suggest coming the weekend after Thanksgiving. We should have the bulk of everything stood okay. up. Which isn't that much further than next Saturday. Yes, that's and the next. Uh, that's the next weekend after next weekend, right? Right. It's two weekends. Okay. So um, I will be closed on on Thanksgiving. Okay. But that next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, with the shortages coming, I would pick out your tree that weekend because there may not be much to pick from after that. Well, well right, uh, right now the living Christmas trees are pretty good. Pretty well, good I, I, w- I went up and beyond since I knew I was going to be short on trees, and so was everybody else. I bought, I brought in a lot of living items that so, could be decorated as Christmas trees. So mm-hmm. let, let's let, let's see. We got Arizona cypress. That they're the largest. There. Yep. Uh, we've got Leyland cypress over there. Yes, we do. And uh, we've got some Aleppo pines, which is the usual one. Yes, sir. Uh, stone pine. Is there stone pine there? Yeah, stone pine. Yeah. Uh, Cedra Yeah, which is a. Uh, it's another. The in in terms of the the shade trees, I, I think of those two as being the, the easiest to use in your your landscape. Uh, the Diodora cedar and the uh, air, the. Uh, Arizona cypress. Yeah, uh, I got in some uh, eastern. Um, Eastern red cedar, yeah, the, for a living tree. What else did we bring? We got in uh, a bunch of uh, compact cherry laurels that are trimmed as Christmas see. trees. Waxleaf yeah. ligustrum trimmed, trimmed as Christmas trees. Rosemaries, yeah, they're always a wonderful yeah for people a, apart. Yeah, they just look the and the deer won't touch them. And when they right. bloom, and they do seem tend to bloom around this time of year. Yeah, I know. I've seen them bloom. Well, they the porch when these, these wouldn't. These don't bloom. These are all trimmed up nice. Yeah, they're, they're, oh, but they have little. They almost look like ornaments or lights on them because they have the little blue flowers. Yeah, oh, okay. far, when, once they're in the landscape. Yeah. Okay. Whoops! <laughs> no, no, sorry. We do have Norfolk pines. Okay. And uh, a growing trend is to decorate a citrus tree. Oh. Yeah. And we even have those on sale. And they're they're nice and full, so you could decorate them. You some, keep you keep them in the house. Are, you put them outside. Uh, yes, 
Okay. You can Depending do on both. the temperature. <laughs> uh, and believe it or not, yeah. there are some of those that are on the CPS tree rebate. That's weird. That I, is. So that I, is I, I uh, cringed when I saw it, but there, there is a lemon on the CPS oh, man. tree rebate. We're gonna huh. we're gonna slap Mark Peterson. I don't know. If well, Mark's actually, Mark's when when we when I confronted I him with that, Mark it. said he was yeah did not have anything. He's to do always with that. in denial. Oh. <laughs> oh, the, oh, the, oh, he'll be list. he'll be here in about ten minutes. Oh really? Oh okay. no, I just had this feeling. Yeah, <laughs> Mark come tends, up and tap me on Mark my tends to drive around the thing just <laughs> arranges Saturdays and Sundays because oh man, I know they're going to talk about me. All right, I'm ten minutes away. Turn the car around. Actually, I think now his GPS. Just does it. It listens to what he's listening to. As soon as his name is mentioned, uh -huh, yeah, your name was mentioned at the next light. Take a, take a turn around. <laughs> to make a U-turn and head back toward Millburgers. So yeah, so decorating with citrus. Um, yeah, the citrus. You've got every, everybody's going to have to be creative this year. You got decorations too. Yeah, yes, we do. The trees and the Grinches and the metal. Trace brought up the the major issue there with the live Christmas tree is it's. Uh, if you want it inside, uh, you gotta, you know, you gotta have it under certain conditions, and then you move it out. And we've got some great write-ups in PlantAnswers.com on all those, and then we'll have another one probably two weeks in the in the paper. Yeah, our recommendation is probably inside for no more than three days. Oh, really? Here, yeah. no more. Well, than I, two three, days? three days. I, three days. They leave it in there. People can't leave it in their month decorated, and, yeah. and then they'll try to go try to plant it, and it'll already be dead. I, I, I generally have had pretty good luck with uh, two weeks at least, three weeks. I think I recommend two weeks. Yeah, okay. we are recommending three days. The less time inside, the more success they're going to have when they do go to plant it. Yeah, Neil Sparrow is the same way about that. Now, I am getting one kind of live tree that I would not recommend planting here. Mm. But when there's a tree shortage, you got to do what you got to do. So we're going to get some loblolly pines. Mm. And so those can go south of town in the sandy spots, yeah. but yeah. I would not plant one or, around here. Yeah. But it may be the last resort for somebody to have a real Christmas tree. Now, wait a minute. They're loblolly pines? Yeah. Aren't they uh, as a Christmas tree? No, they're pretty. They're sheared. Yeah. But aren't they straight up with no they're, side they're, branches? They're oh, but all these are here. They look fine. Okay. Yeah. So Aleppo's look different, too, than when they're, <laughs> when they're tra trained here. Sure. Yeah. I always think of, you know, in East Texas. Well, let's see. In my neighborhood, the Loblollies lasted four years. Uh, well, these, so, uh, these won't uh, be here till like, Wednesday, though. Yeah. A neighbor, <laughs> a neighbor had used a bunch of them and uh, then... Moved them into the <laughs> landscape, and they, they didn't last a long time. Yeah. Because Someone hugged the tree. They're acid. They're acid looking. Yeah. I always think of the, uh, the the guy that had more uh, dollars than he had cents, and uh, he was from East Texas. I lived over there close to the botanical garden, and that fool brought in some humongous uh, uh, loblolly pine. Mm. I mean, in boxes, and had to plant, use a machine to bring them in. And I said, "What in the hell did you use those, bring those in?" He said, "I wanted something that looked like home." He was from East Texas, mm. and I said, "Well, like I told you, take pictures, 
because they're not going to last very long. You know, the uh, we've, we've, we've got two, one in our neighborhood. Years. It does not look good, but two, it's two it's years. a lava. I'll take a picture of it. Just hang the, in there. Yeah, it's it's been a long. No, I mean, as long as I've been in that neighborhood, it's been there. It's scraggly. It's <laughs> it's brown and green. Oh, well, it sounds a lot beautiful. like the lava normally. Uh, oh, okay, <laughs> and then it's just fine. We got two different two varieties. The the, st- the stone pine and the Aleppo pine look a lot like. The deep east Texas uh, pines too. When, so once they get bigger, you're right. And they grow and they grow fine here. Yeah. Um, the, the one of the Air Force bases that we did those uh, surveys on a number of years ago, they they were loaded with the wonderful big Aleppo pines. <laughs> and if anybody out there does the uh, Bass Pro Shop like I do, uh, that that whole shopping complex has cedar deodoras. Hmm. Beautiful oh. cedar deodoras everywhere. They don't have to go far. My yard has got cedar deodoras. How, what, what yeah, most people don't know where you live, though, Calvin. What huh? happened last well, Most people don't know where you live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I don't happens? think you want them to. What happened? Are the big cedar deodoras? Uh, they're like 15 gallons, so they're probably seven. Oh, so they were just put a plug in there? I'm sorry, what? They were just put in there? Oh, no, the one, they've been they've been at that... Since they built the thing, how long has that been? Uh, 15, 15, 15 years? Tall? Yeah, wow, it's oh, been that long. Than that. Yeah. You oh, remember, yeah. Jerry, they were the ones that every, when the cold weather came, the top, came, the top would, but now with uh, global warming, <laughs> it doesn't look like they're, well, they're so till, prone to freeze. Spring, Can I say hooey spring. without getting uh, beeped? Hooey? Hooey. Hooey. About global warming. Never mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're okay. There's to, a bunch of hooey. To, oh. uh, to last spring. <laughs> I mean, when that hard freeze hit, I'm surprised that then it, I, that it didn't, didn't damage those cedars. Yeah, part of part of it is that uh, the time, the timing, which time uh, in winter, you know, with the they get kind of they get kind of hardened off. They did much better. Yeah, but six, I didn't see six any degrees damage. for four or five days. Uh, hey, I didn't. I didn't see. I haven't seen any damage. All that matters is they're beautiful still. <laughs> hey, let's talk to Doug real quick. Couple questions and uh, oh, so uh, Doug, hang on. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come back after you. Is what my suggestion so we can get all your questions in. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Trace Hazlett, Dr. Calvin Finch, and Doug. After this on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer. Real quick before we get to Doug again, I want to remind you, uh, it's getting cooler. So our, uh, so my wife saw Cardinal. Uh, is this Cardinal season or is it? And she said it was just. I don't think they ever leave. Pretty. Oh, they don't leave? Okay, cool. But there are still things coming through that we don't normally oh, see. Oh, yeah. But, you know, our tohees that we talked yeah. about. I can't even remember that name. Any he does. Uh, the Buntings and uh, our dad. I was. Uh, I gave a presentation to the Master Gardeners, and uh, we we were. It was about birds. Oh, good. Is there, yeah. is there a reason it seems to be tied to baseball? A lot of the names, Orioles. Oh, no, no. Uh, I guess 
Yeah, because but, a lot of the names that we used to use for athletic teams are not appropriate to use anymore. Well, so but, we're but, we, we're, but we're still using the, oh, that's true, the bunt part, huh? That, oh, they that's were funny, them. but the Orioles don't, the birds don't get mad in other uh, yeah, populations. Yeah, unless they throw the ball at them. Yes, but they, they were using Orioles and Cardinals before anybody complained about the other names. So it's like, I wonder, I guess those are areas where, do they have a lot of Cardinals in St. Louis? <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm just asking. They, right. even, they even got Cardinals in Minneapolis. Oh, but uh. they don't have the Minneapolis Cardinals. <laughs> no, they got the, got the twins. They got uh. gophers. Uh, that's right, they do have gophers. <laughs> All right, hey, listen, so if you want to attract uh, thing, uh, birds to your yard and wildlife, the place to start off with is Northwest Military and Hebner Roads, Wild Birds Unlimited. Go talk to Kyle, Keith, and the rest of the gang there. Uh, 210-479-BIRD. 210-479-BIRD, and they'll set you up, get you started, keep you going, and they're great, like, like mill burgers, you know. Uh, there are people that, that, that deal with Mary that come back every time because they want to talk to Mary because Mary helped them. So you'll develop that relationship um, with Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military, and Hebner Road. Doug is on the line. Hi there, Doug. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Good. How are you? Hey, I was good, going good. off of Doug Sattel, S-I-T-T-E-L, on Google, and there should be a podcast. The young girl is trafficked, and she's um, captive for 20 years and writes about it uh, in her Doug, WordPress. Same last name, Danielle. Doug, thanks, man. She says, blue okay. other lines. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. So on a lighter note, did, yeah, you, did, you, more inten- gardening. did you intentionally lead us into that bird commercial? Or or did we lead you? Oh, uh, with what? With the, we were talking about birds. And then oh, no, no, no. I was, le- I was leading you all okay. Do you see a lot of stuff that comes through here? I wouldn't know what I'm looking at. Okay. But if, it's you, got, if it's got wings, it's a bird. We saw a bunch of doves. Oh, yeah. um, are you getting more dove traffic? I don't, I don't know. Well, okay. we've, we've even seen lesser goldfinches here. Yeah, but last week we had doves. A lot of, a lot of grackles. We, the, I, see gra- I know what a grackle is. Yeah, everybody in San Antonio sees grackles. Calvin, Calvin said that that ringneck dove that we saw. I'm not. I, I went and tried to identify it. Yeah, that's the one. But uh, yeah, and I couldn't. T- I couldn't tell. It didn't look like a morning dove to me, but I'm not sure it wasn't. You know, we got to get a better picture of that. That ring was so... Uh, yeah, that's what I... The same I'm, way I react. I'm much more interested in the hawks. <laughs> plus, yeah, you and hawks. Plus, you know. Jerry, on a morning dove, I always expect that kind of a long... Yeah, tail. Do you have hawks that, that come by and roost? And you should. We, we used to regularly when we had the chickens. Oh, oh. There's a like, panic. Uh, here's a hawk. Find the chickens. And I think there's a happier ending. The chickens found a home. They they, 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 a the home. hawks didn't go away because the food supply diminished. No. Phew. But they, they, uh, Cooper, <laughs> Cooper's hawk probably wouldn't deal with the chickens, but we had, we had red, red tails. Yeah. 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 I want to ask, are there still uh, Halloween decor left? Uh, yes, a small amount, but uh, there's a little more fall. But we've got it. We, we are down to determine we're not going to box anything up <laughs> and try to save it for next year. We'd rather oh, okay. give, we'd rather give somebody a good deal and then buy new and fresh <laughs> items yeah. uh, with different looks. And to help that along, you know, last week it was 50% off. Uh-huh. This week, yeah. 75% off. Wow. In the long run, it cost me more. 
to put it in a box and store it for 10 or 11 months. Wow, you're talking my language now, so I'll have to walk by and see (laughs) what works. Some of that Halloween decor can be used for Christmas. <laughs> Maybe in your house. Especially if you celebrate Christmas like Jerry does. Yeah, yeah. But the fall stuff is also in that. And that a lot of that stuff my wife keeps out year-round. Yeah, and I was driving through neighborhoods actually today and uh, saw people who still had pumpkins out. Uh, they had big inflatable turkeys sitting next to the pumpkins, <laughs> but that was, but it was kind of cool. It looked good. Well, we have turkeys for Thanksgiving. No, no, no. That's right. No, no, no. Yeah. So, so they speaking they, of birds, we do have a family of turkeys that live on this property too. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's cool. That is kind of neat. First saw them, I thought they were like guinea hens. Like uh, no, they got bigger and bigger. You shouldn't tell. Don't tell Jerry that. I couldn't catch one if you tried. No, they're. I'm uh, not worried about him catching it. Uh, <laughs> turkey. Is there a turkey uh, blind? Turkey is hard to. Hard to shoot. Hard to hunt. They're smart. Yeah. They're smart. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're especially hard to hunt in the middle of San Antonio. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, no, usually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, his bathroom window is his blind. Oh, yeah, so. there you go. All right, uh, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. You mentioned uh, citrus trees for uh, uh, Christmas decoration. Uh, yes, and, sir. Uh, Great gifts as well as it might be your tree this year. So yeah, there you go. Buy it now while it's on sale. And they're set for sale. Number five pots, regularly forty nine ninety nine. That's almost fifty million. That's yeah, no, 50. that's where he's I knew going. That was going. Sell for forty four eighty eight. Uh, Trace, maybe you can. He's looking for passion. Passion. I think they just took them in the greenhouse. <laughs> uh, they weren't. He's looking for. Uh, does he know that that really doesn't increase your passion? The passion. Don't, don't, let's not let's not go there with him. Well, that's right. If you chew on the vine, it doesn't. No. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. Keep, keep going. You're doing fine. <laughs> yeah, but I was looking at Calvin's uh, article. Yeah. About what blooms, what is blooming now, and he mentioned some good things like uh, mint, mer- fall aster. Yeah, it starts with fall aster. Let's see. We sold all our fall aster. We had a good supply there for a while. Most of them. Most of them. And uh, now's the time people plant them because they're in full bloom. And and we've still got a lot of our uh, our trailing lantana, Monte Ovensis, Monte Ovensis, for sale. And got the white and the purple. Uh, so there, and there we've found through the years that they bloom better in in the winter than they do in the in the summer. They also don't require uh, as much sun. Must yeah. be purple antenna. Yeah, uh, purple uh, and white. Yeah. Okay. I hate uh, to be left out of the loop. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, don't, I don't. I wouldn't imagine that the deer eat them. I never have. We never have studied so they that. Don't, they don't. But we generally it, but, put yeah. not, all land data are not eaten by the deer. And then he mentioned uh, thryallus, which is also not eaten by the deer. And that's still booming up a storm, yeah. even, even though the Esperanza is kind of slowing down a bit. <laughs> Golden bloom that resembles the color of an Esperanza bloom. And uh, let's see, the one that. It has the berries on it, yellow berries, is Duranta. Yeah. And speaking of Duranta, named after Jimmy Duranta, 
We were still looking on. Is that the right spelling? <laughs> is that on? <laughs> Durante is Jimmy Durante. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, but uh, this could be a different Durante. <laughs> okay. Carlos Durante. Doc, doc, yeah, Carlos Durante. <laughs> Have we got any Durante left here? No. Because uh, they... Um, you, all you'd have to do is do the same thing with Thoralis, too, if, if they're in bloom or even our fall asters. Yeah. You just use them in the container for a while. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, give the uh, birds, the hummingbirds and the butterflies and the bees access to the blooms. And then yeah. a little later, you tra- transplant them where you want them. And you, if you, th- if you think uh, that uh, you, can, you can use them on your patio or front porch. Because deer won't eat them, and deer will come up on your patio. What well, won't deer eat? Thrialis. Oh, Thrialis, yeah. yeah but yeah. They'll, they'll eat some Durante. of those other things we mentioned. The reason I thought of Jimmy Duranta was that <laughs> they were playing Christmas music already mm-hmm. when I was coming over here at one of the oh. stations. Well, you know there's a station that plays Christmas the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But they started now. Yeah. Poor Thanksgiving. <laughs> anyway. We did uh, get in a, a, a late arrival. Mm-hmm. Uh, we finally are stocked up on ryegrass seed. Oh. So it was apparently on a shipping issue. Oh. And uh, so we've got 5, 10, 20, and 40-pounders. Wow. Now, the, that's a perennial rye, right? Well, No. Uh, is it a name, named rye? It's yeah, it's Pantera, so it's okay. a it's a pick seed. So it's actually in between the old fashioned one that you had to mow every three days, yeah, and the perennial, which is not perennial here, right? Uh, so you might have to mow it, but you wouldn't have to mow it every three days. Oh, that's good. Um, and the price of rye went up, so we opted to just from <laughs> here on out. We only went with that one. Hmm. Okay, well that'll work. And uh, now it's time to plant it? It's time to put it over overseed your Bermuda. Okay. Yeah. I think I saw Neil Sperry recommending that for St. Augustine, too, but I don't hmm. think we have recommended no. that in the past. Yeah, we had bad luck when we did some experiments yeah. with that. See, I, I, I agree and I disagree. So what I saw, people that planted the rye with their St. Augustine this last winter, is it helped insulate it. Hmm. And uh, so they had a better recovery. Well, so when the, so the, the cold? I don't know which way to go. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know which way to go. That hmm. that cold did not burn a leaf on my floor time St. Augustine in the front yard, which yeah. is 40 years old. Yeah, and uh, the, the thing about the St. Augustine last year, we had kind of a, a we had a, it, the weather was reduced, and it, mm. a lot of it hardened off. So yeah, uh, yeah. You know, there wasn't a lot of the damage that I saw from that uh, February cold spell. And you said you had Mexican flame vine? I do. Good. Two-gallon cans. Can't remember how much they are, but I got them in two-gallon cans. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and that, that is, uh, if, you, if people are not familiar with that, you got to take a look at it. It's a, a pretty spectacular plant. Yeah. Everyone that has been to Austin or went to UT should own a flame vine. And you're 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 taking that orange credit? Yeah, you could maybe you could talk them into changing their orange to a to that 
that attractive orange uh. from frame bun. <laughs> so, uh, so longhorns aren't that picky. We'll, we'll take any orange. Yeah. <laughs> Over well, any uh, burgundyish color, <laughs> and flame flame vine is uh, one of those where you, if you got it, you're going to see monarchs and the other butterflies on it. They just yeah. I, wa- I wonder. I bet that the deer don't eat you very much. I, mm-hmm. I've never. It's not. It hadn't been that popular. So yeah, anybody know. that's got deer and had this Mexican flame vine, if they didn't eat it, let us know. Yeah, and I don't know. Mine grows inside the fence, so I don't know if they would eat it in our neighborhood. Although there's none that I see outside the fences. All right, we're going to take a break. Get you caught up with the news, and then we'll come back and uh, talk more gardening on Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Live from Millburgers Landscaping. Can we ask the gardens out there if they have flame vine, if the deer are All right. So give us a call if deer are eating your flame vine, 210 308 8867. Or not eating it. Or not eating it. Either way. Very good, Trace. 210 308 8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up in just a moment on 9 30 a.m. This is the answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9 30 a.m. The answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Uh, give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Uh, and let, let us the question we tried Oops, to sorry. question we tried to ask uh, as we were going to the break was we uh, were trying to figure out if the Mexican flame vine is actually deer uh, deer proof or if they the deer eat it in your neighborhood. Um, most of us that have it have it in a uh, area inside the fence so we're not sure if it is eaten by the deer has a little bit of a look like it wouldn't be but uh uh you know those it's just strange that those deer would want to eat that orange color thing you know but uh, yeah (laughs) no the well and uh jerry's um butterfly fine is that the yellow yeah that's now blooming. It wasn't blooming last week. I don't know if he, if he considers it blooming or not. But yeah, it was. It, was, it didn't have as many blooms on it last week. Yeah, but it was blooming because it was blooming a few weeks before that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what he said. He, he was. He, he had noted the uh, seed pods. Yeah. Yeah, which were, are, which look like butterflies. And butterflies like it, I assume, because it's right by the certified butterfly garden. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. And. Um, Butterflies really like the uh, Mexican flame vine, too, and the hummingbirds like it, so that's yeah, a good plant. But it is, it's a fall bloomer, and it's one of those that we noted in this article uh, as uh, blooming up a storm right now. Cool. 210-308-8867. Looking for people and their experiences with deer and flame vine at 210-308-8867. Or uh, just call us with your gardening question and tell us what's going on in your world. Now, my favorite vine, uh, 
Yeah, we were just talking about that. Oh, were you? Yeah, it's it, blooming again. It, it, well, it never quit. But, oh, that's uh, what Calvin said. Right now, right now uh, it's got uh, got the uh, seed pods on there, yeah. which looks like little butterflies. And a few, we- uh, a few weeks ago, it was blooming up a storm, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, Robert, we haven't gotten your picture. Email me, Milton at KLUP.com, and I'll, uh, <laughs> so we can identify that tree. You know, we all often talk about having a call-out program. Yeah. Do you want to call her? Well, no. She called me last week. Oh, okay. Well, uh, don't give her number on the air or anything. Why not? Because. She'd she love to talk to people. No, no. Just don't. <laughs> please don't do Anyway, it. I had caller ID, and I, I picked, I got, a, I got a number, and I hoped it was her number, not a uh one of these calls I get that uh, looking for Juan. For some reason, they think Juan lives there and he's yeah. got a house for sale. Wow, they're trying but to since, buy your house. Since that not Juan yeah. lives there, I told them several times Juan doesn't live here and he will never live here. Okay. Uh, then they say, "Well, do you have a house for sale?" Yeah, they're. So anyway, anyway focus I th- on. I thought this. it might have been Juan. Just focus now. Focus. <laughs> anyway, I call, I called back just then. I meant to call back last week and uh, find out that she she did answer. And uh, she's in Rockdale. Yeah, where is Rockdale? Uh, up toward uh, Austin. Oh, okay. And, I'm going to uh, look for it now. Very nice lady. And uh, she said she couldn't get the show last Sunday. Well, I wonder why. Does she listen listen to the regular to the radio? Does she say, or is she listening? Yeah, to... Yeah, listen to the radio. Okay, that's odd. And she said, she said uh, they're getting Barry fix that, will you? They're, they're getting it today, though. Good. Okay. They're getting it today, and and she said they very much enjoy the show. So we're and, big in Rockdale. Oh yeah, and she said that that I was a hoot. Oh. I think that. Uh, I think m- means you well that it's a hoot is yeah. appropriate because you can <laughs> interpret that a lot of ways. Yeah, you can do whatever way you want to actually. That's right. <laughs> Every one of us got a smile on our face. Yeah. Right so it is between Round Rock and uh oh, College Station. So it's just oh, it's north North. Yeah, northeast of Austin. So that's a pretty good way. Well, hi there, Rockdale. <laughs> yeah, but with uh, that housing situation in uh, Austin, it's amazing how much uh, people are living in All right. Rockdale yeah. and other places yeah. because that's where they. So we we want to and everybody go into. We want to call from Rockdale. At 210 I just called them. Well, I know, but we want another call. We're going to find out what's happening in Rockdale. You can call us toll-free from Rockdale at 866-308-8867. We'll ask you questions about Rockdale, probably. But 210-308-8867 or 866, if you've got a landline, 308-8867. I don't think it'll take us long to talk about Rockdale. I don't know. Probably lots happening. Yeah. Let's see. I'll, I'll find <laughs> out what's happening in Rockdale. If we uh, want to talk about plants. Sure. Uh, well, I want to know what kind of plants are growing in Rockdale. No, we are big what, in Rockdale. What, what if we talk about plants that are growing in San Antonio now? <laughs> okay. The, uh, you all, all you the folks gr- from Rockdale, call Calvin directly. At- all, the green, all the greens are uh, at the point where they're being harvested. The broccoli, for sure. And... Uh, uh, kale, collards, 
uh, the uh, Swiss chard is uh, all being is all in, in a state where it could be harvested, and and you can also really plant still plant those uh, uh, those those varieties, and we got most of them here at uh, Millburgers. Yeah, blue bonnets too. Yeah, nice little right. plants. Don't don't eat the blue bonnets, but uh, <laughs> but the blue bonnets are there to plant. And what did you say, Jerry? Uh, Probably don't pick the ones that have a, a, a yellowing. Yeah, I, I, I looked. I, I wish I'd have brought my camera, but I probably didn't need it. I walked by the blue bonds, of course, to check, make sure they were okay. <laughs> and there's only one yellow right in the middle plant that's right in the middle of the other green one. Hmm. So uh, I don't think people are going to buy the yellow one, and uh, they shouldn't. But the rest of them are, mm-hmm. are beautiful. And that's one, that's one of the uh, advantages of having uh, Jerry and his team uh, involved in uh, those uh, creating and growing those, uh, pr- propagation because, he, you know, he recognizes some of those issues that help make your use of the, the plants you get here at Millburgers and other area nurseries. Yeah, be successful with them. I may get some kind of Ladybird Johnson Award. That's right. You think? Yeah, it'll probably be a yellow uh, blue bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and uh, Greg, I'm going to share it with Greg Grant, oh. who who was thrown out of the uh, Ladybird Johnson Roy, uh, seminar that they had up in Austin when he was here. And arrived with a bouquet of different colored blue bonnets. Oh no! They wouldn't let him in the front door. Really? Because yeah. they. I didn't hear that only... story. Oh, you hadn't heard that story? No, I, I've heard you being uh, <laughs> yeah. harassed yeah. about. Well, We've uh, heard him thrown out of a lot of appreciation yeah. for those very. That, well, you know how I work with the new uh, horticultures that come in. Yeah. And so Greg was infatuated and excited and everything else about these different colored blue bonnets. So when we heard he heard about a seminar on wildflowers given by the Ladybird Dustin Oil place, uh, he came up with a wonderful idea. He said, "Why don't I carry a bouquet of the different colors that we have up there?" You know, Greg's a good flower arranger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so being the Helpful guy that I am, Calvin, just like I helped you with a prayer with, buffalo. Well, and you also helped me with uh, <laughs> telling people about uh, the, those generals that it was a, an advantage to mow your have to mow your grass there more often. There you go. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. See how I've helped you, and that's the way I helped Greg. He just just so, keeps keeps contributing. I even show <laughs> I even showed Greg where to harvest the ones. And so we went around and harvested a bunch of as many different color blue bonnets as we could find. Greg made a beautiful display <coughs> and and drove them up to Austin. He was going to introduce them to the wildflower. Group. Right. They wouldn't let him in the front door. Who was sponsoring it? The, uh, the Lady Bird Johnson oh, uh, okay. Native Plants. Is and, and what was their objection? They didn't claim that they were uh, blue bonnets. Well, it was a, it's kind of a, a shocking, I mean, there was a, it was a transition to get to, to appreciate that all those colors exist in nature. Yeah. And 
whether why is it inappropriate for us to select for those colors if we like yeah the colors and that what do you and the name was a big deal <laughs> calling it are they are they uh, red blue bonnets or are they just red, <laughs> red bonnets? bonnets yeah i read about that but now and then imagine They're the imagine, red blue bonnets one and imagine putting jerry in the middle of that <laughs> no. negotiation process what could go wrong <laughs> i didn't negotiate i said listen this is what we got you know, you know, and speaking of that negotiation, I ran across uh, oh, da- uh, David Rodriguez and I, I think, uh, David, we were having a discussion about the, uh, oh, no, it was one of his team, oh. about the, the getting the money, earning money at the uh, rodeo. Oh, is that right? Remember how he, yeah. and, I, and I was uh, <laughs> talking about that Jerry and I made a trip to see the administration of, of the rodeo. I reluctantly went with him. Mm. And uh, <laughs> she uh, she offered us uh, $50,000. Uh, and Jerry and Jerry was starting to say, well, well that's too much. Uh. And I, I, I was, he said, no, no, no. It's perfect. We'll make, uh, make very good use of it. <laughs> Maryland West. Well, yeah, yeah the never, never, <laughs> especially since oftentimes donations of next year are often based on the ones of the previous year. So, yeah, you find a way to. S- it was and it was it was wonderful. It turned out to yeah. really made a spectacular uh, experience out of our youth gardening program yeah. and, she, and the rodeo. And she made a good point. She said. Well, we donate the money to uh, we donate the money made it to rodeo to to uh, 4-H and things like that said so this is no different and nobody in the room argued with no, that no I bet they reason. didn't it was it was kind of the the start of uh, we uh, the master gardener effort in San Antonio well, began you, you know ended up to be uh, nearly as large as the funding for the uh, the extension service. Oh program. yeah. <laughs> hey, we got to talk to Jeff right now. Calling us from Stone Oak at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight. All the way from Stone Oak. Uh huh. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, Jeff. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I'm I'm doing quite well. Uh, Good. Glad to hear it. I had two ten to twelve foot crepe myrtles put in my yard about three weeks ago. And the installer said, put five gallons of water on each one every other day. And that's what I've been okay. doing. Um, how big were, how big were the crab myrtles? They are both about so, 10 to 12 feet tall. Uh, so I you to had that. When do I start cutting that back, given that it's the winter and it's cooler and it's dropping leaves? Why don't, uh, and what did he say they were? Crepe myrtles. Okay. And crepe myrtles are, are a little bit sensitive to, uh, if they're not, if they're, they're, a lot of times they're planted in soil that's not al- always well drained. Well, and I'm they, sure he's got a stone oak. He's got yeah. deep soil over there. And they, but they, they put up with it. But, but the, Jerry and I always recommend is that you, uh, when the uh, soil soil dries to about an inch and a half or two inches, then you go ahead and water it thoroughly, and and that'll that'll take care of it. And and in his case, the rocks when the <laughs> rocks dry, and they'll three to four, inches. and they'll uh, 
And if, you know that that point he's making is uh, it drains pretty well, so you should be in pretty yeah. good shape. But you want to water it at right at the base of the plant, slowly, so it'll go down to that root ball. The other thing that you got to be care- a little don't overreact to the f- fact that the leaves are want to fall off mm. and that they're not they're not in a growth mode because this is this is uh, leaf falling time. Which varieties did you get? Um, man, I've slept since then. Red, so. Red Rocket, Red Rocket, or Dynamite, or... Oh, Dynamite. There oh, that's go. good. Yeah, that's the original Red. Yeah. So, so water, if you... You probably end up watering uh, once a week for a while. Yeah. So you bet, yeah, but I, you'll, be, you'll be in good shape. What I is it, Milton? You always say start. don't let your balls dry out. No. <laughs> you, Simon's voice sounds a lot like yours. <laughs> okay. Good luck. So I can I can maybe go to once every three or four days. Now well, go uh, yeah. Well, go to when it when it dries out. But once every three or four days, if you're uncomfortable with the, with uh, waiting till you, it dries out, because yeah. uh, you know, for hundreds we've recommend uh, hundreds, maybe thousands of folks the uh, watering once a week is plenty. Yeah. So. Okay. But yeah. but uh, yeah, now that it's in the ground, it's insulated from drying out, and of course it's it's not. Uh, the, and the only thing that's really is barely growing are the roots. Yeah, right. Right. So right. you want to yeah, keep that root. Put in the summertime, three years ago, and in the heat, so I was I was watering them a bunch. And this is the first time I've had anything that I've planted this big in the winter. And okay. I didn't want to overwater and drown no. them. But then it, <laughs> that's good. You did well, good. They're they're watered. Those big trees like that are watered uh, daily, in in the nursery, yeah. in a container. In a container. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think once a week would be fine. Yeah. Okay. Now they, they didn't bury the uh, too deep. Uh, yeah, they didn't plant it too deep and bury the main stem where the stem goes no. into the roots, right? No, you you can see all the stems coming up, and they and they put the little ring around it. So as I pour water all in right. it, it's right who there. Planted, so, who, who planted it for you? Oh, just a, a yard guy that I have working for me on occasion. Uh, Does he have a jackhammer? No, Does, actually, I, I told him to bring one um, <laughs> because. Uh, you folks at, at Millburger had put in the other three I had, and the, the second one you installed, you actually broke a bit of jacket. Uh, <laughs> there was so but, much rocky, uh, but these two. It always, am, it always amazes me that folks like plumbers and uh, uh, horticulturists that deal with the rocky soils a lot, they use those those long spades. Oh yeah, and are amazingly skillful at digging the rocks, digging out. those rocks out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the last time I saw that it was at Paul Cox's yeah. house, and uh, 
They just got that. They just stand back, and boy, they they dug that hole just like uh, we would be digging in Minnesota or Tennessee. There. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, I think you're going to enjoy your crepe mark. Good luck. Oh, I know I'm going to. Thank you guys very much. Well, thank you. For Thanks. Calling. You take care. All right. David is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey there, David. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? What up, David? Are you there? Hello, David. Uh, I don't know if we lost David or not. Maybe that was Rodriguez. Yeah, he had questions about deer too. That's about deer. Yeah. And when is deer season? Oh, David's gone. David, call us back. Two one zero three zero eight. Deer season open. I don't know. (laughs) You should know. (laughs) Warren, when does deer season open? Call us. I think it's Thanksgiving. Two one zero three zero eight. Thanksgiving. Bart wanted me to tell you about. uh, We got twelve point. Lots of 10-point bucks and at least one 12-point buck in our neighborhood. Uh-oh. Is he inviting me yeah, over? Yeah, I don't know why he wanted us to, to, to... Is he inviting me over? Um, <laughs> well, he, he's a gardener, and some of us gardeners uh, well, quite often try to, to su- suggest that people that need deer in their their neighborhood, they can take some with them. i tell then, you what, if I kill one over there, I'll gut it in the garden. You know, like the Indians uh, used to bear fi- fish with their plants for fertilizer. You know that? Yes. Okay. We can bury the. I mean, we can bury the uh, deer guts under your uh, crawfer uh, lettuce. We were. Uh, we were just. I'm, I'm sorry I said anything, but we were, <laughs> yeah. we were. We were just talking about how, and even in the urban area, that we can get you can right. get some serious. Here. Oh, uh, yeah. So, David, call us again. We're, 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 while we take a break, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Milton Glick, Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. Parsons. Parsons, yeah. isn't it? Okay. Uh, are here at Millburgers, <laughs> so we're here each weekend, and we're ready to talk gardening with you. Uh, give us a call. Robert, I'm still looking for that picture. Uh, but you can give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. David, call us back. Uh, sounds like you had to go, but uh, call us back. Let's see if we can help you with those deer problems. James is on the line, 210-308-8867. Hi, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? We're doing good. It's a beautiful day out. Isn't it pretty? Oh, wonderful. Oh, yeah, it's gorgeous. Uh, we should be like this almost every day. Hey, about five years ago or so, I picked up an Althea. Uh, it's not the Blue Angel that y'all recommend, but it's a blue. Uh, what's it called? I think it's a blue bird. This thing is never done. It's never done well. It's for, I remember it had a tag on it from Monrovia Nursery. I do know that, but uh, and I think that's in California. Yeah, uh, right. But this thing. This thing just has not done well. I've tried just about everything. Um, the freeze did set it back. It's alive, but it's not. It's just not thriving at all. Never has. So I want to replace it, and I'm thinking with a white crepe myrtle for this location. 
because I don't have a white. But I don't want something real tall, maybe six to eight feet at the max. Is there such a thing? So what did he want to replace it with? Well, with a white crepe myrtle. myrtle. Well, he definitely want, doesn't want Natchez. No, that's 20 feet tall. Oh, yeah, no, maybe no, 30, no, no. maybe 30, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what those little white ones. There is uh, yeah, one that... There's dwarf whites, and uh, what you're looking for is an interme- intermediate white, I imagine. Yeah, yeah there's one There's yeah. one. Uh, there is one about 8 feet, I think. Sure. Can you remember what it's called? I wonder if they're on my uh, list of uh, plants that they sell here. Uh, I'm thi- they, they had the. I'm thinking it was started with an A, but they have. Uh, you know, they have oh. all the. Uh, they have that list that they post out by the crate market. Oh, okay. Trace. Oh, at the nursery. Come to the porch. <laughs> Do what? It's at the nursery. Uh, they have a list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Of, the, uh, of all the crape myrtle that they sell, pl- plus the uh, disease resistance and the uh, uh, ultimate height that they're going to get. So all you have to do That's is look at the white. You would probably be uh, better off to... Uh, I guess I guess they get most of the crepe myrtles in in the spring. Now they have gotten some crepe myrtles in, but I'm I mean they've got some now, and I just but I think they've probably been picked over. Hmm. I yeah, think, I, you know, I, if I could find it, I'd like to plant it this fall. But if I have to wait, I just want to make sure I get the right one. Okay, you're right. Uh, I would say. Look on plantanswers.com on the crepe myrtles, but I'm afraid that uh, the ones I have on there are, won't be available at the nursery. I need to update that right. list. But I know for a fact, because I've seen it, and it is spectacular, uh, they've got a uh, white blooming crepe myrtle with red leaves or with uh, maroon dark dark red leaves. Foliage. Oh, that would be nice. Yes. And I think, I'm pretty sure that's from Whitcomb. Look up, look up Black Diamond, too. Yeah, that sounds about I, right. I, I have a Black Diamond uh, out back by my workshop, and it's a real slow growing, and it's only, granted, I'm in poor soil, uh, but it's only right now about four feet tall at the best. And it's been in the ground for several years. Okay, because I yeah I've got the it's got the dwarf. name, but I didn't didn't have any of the characteristics yeah. other than the white flowers listed. But uh, yeah. see if you see if you, we'll see uh, maybe maybe uh, if Trace comes back up, we'll see if he can he, remember. But there is one that, uh, like I said, has uh, dark leaves with that white flower on it. And, and do you know the height on that one? If I we think can find it's the name? Interme- I think it's intermediate or dwarf. Yeah, he'll come back up in a second. We'll ask him again. But I doubt. Okay. I, I imagine they've sold it out. But yeah. he can put it on the but, wish list, and when it comes in, yeah. Yeah, if I can find the name, the variety, if you will, the name variety, I can. Okay. I can just find one. Mill burgers or find one somewhere. 
Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you, James. Oh, here, here's one. Right. Thank you. Wait a minute, look, look for the Alba. Alba or Elba? A L B A. Alba. See if that. that I, I, again, I've got that name, but I don't know the characteristics of it. Alba. Other than it's right. got a. It's well, a, well, I bet that's a wide one, wouldn't you think, Milton? Right, because of the name? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Is that <laughs> Alba means white, doesn't it? Oh, does it? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Hey, thank you, James. 210-308-8867. Beth is on the line. Hi, Beth. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Great. It's a beautiful day. It uh, is. It is. I had three little things I wanted to mention. First of all, the deer do not graze on the butterfly vine. I have too much of it. I wish they did. It just it, it. it just takes over anyway. And it, mine is blooming just a little bit, but it does have a lot of the little green butterflies on it. You know, the there you go. Yay. So, that will okay. turn brown. That, yes, that that's one thing. Then the other thing about the deer, uh, Calvin was talking about the deer with the big antlers. Here where I am also, I have one who's around here who has... 10 points and another who has 12 and the 12 pointed one tore up some wind chimes some bird feeders hmm. some lawn <laughs> furniture into the pond just been a general <laughs> nuisance i wish he'd get it over with and move on but anyway well, where want, where do you live i'm out past where calvin lives i'm out in oakland the states oh okay anyway well, i'm so, sure that some people can help you with that well, I'm sure there are certain ones around here because it's kind of a rural area. And often when I hear a single shot, you know, I wonder, well, I wonder if that's that big guy or not. But he's, he's really mean. You know, I mean. Well, that, that's why he's, get, he's getting precautions or he's getting vengeance before it happens or right. a, a warning everybody he's ready for battle. I guess. He just tried to make peace. His horns are wider, and then the other one with the ten are taller. Therefore, they were the ones who were able to eat, reach taller antique bird feeders that I had and would knock them off. Mm. Anyway, so much, so much for the deer. But then one other thing, Jerry had kind of casually mentioned his son Augustine was 40 years old. Mine is, is over 50 years old, and I never bought huh. one foot... It was all started from little trimmings or runners that my mother would pull up, and I would bring them out here and plant them. Uh-huh. And my husband used to laugh about people who moved to the country and wanted to have San Augustine, you know. But <laughs> this has just crept and crept and crept, and mainly it is watered from the runoff from the roofs whenever we have rain. You know, in some years it expands, and then in a droughty time it'll die back. You know, but it's been interesting, but very healthy. So that was huh. the second second thing. And Jerry, I've been listening to you since you, since Shirley, whatever her name was. That Shirley thing. Johnson. She she yeah. called me the other day to report that? that she wasn't at the funeral home. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's good. I used to listen to her way back when she was on radio. I think on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, WOAI you know? with Bill McReynolds. Yeah, and I admired her because she admitted for her family a lot of times on Sunday evening and not having to worry about supper, they would have milkshakes and popcorn. No. And I thought, that, that sounds good to me. Now, the yeah, third I, thing, I, I, go, go ahead. ahead. 
the third thing I was going to ask, did uh, did Calvin find remember the name of his bird last week on Sunday that he couldn't identify? The Tohi. Tohi. Ru- yes. Yeah, the Rufus. Yeah, and the, the I guess I guess now they're they've divided it into two species. There's the spotted and the the Rufus. And I, I used they used to come here be here at my place in about the first week of October, and I loved seeing them because they would feed on the ground, and that was the clue. Just when y'all were going off or when you were finishing talking, somebody had asked, and you said, no, they're ground feeders. And when you said that, boy, that picture of that beautiful bird flashed in, yeah. in my mind. <laughs> David Thank Rodriguez you. and I were talking about the, that uh, Rufus uh, Tohi, and then we we drew uh, drew the conclusion that there we're seeing less and less of the ground feeders in in our neighborhoods, uh, and we were wondering if it had anything to do with the feral cat population. It was just. You know, the American sparrows, it seems like we used to have chipping sparrows and uh, song sparrows and uh, white, uh, white-throated white sparrows, all kinds of uh, more uh, American sparrows and other ground nesters than we do now. Uh, well, but I don't well, know. Have you got the same experience or is well, it the same? I, I haven't seen one in over five years, but as I was thinking about you when you mentioned ground feeders, because that's how I would identify them in the 1st of October when they'd be out here feeding with the cardinals late in the day on the ground. Yeah. You know, but, but as I thought about that, well, in my property, their, their habitat changed as San Augustine crept, you know, because uh-huh. the part that the San Augustine used to grow, well, I quit putting out birdseed in that area. And I moved it across the little driveway where it was open ground and everything, and it's kind of bushy. I mean, it has some little bushy vegetation. So and it might it might just be a different might. environment. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you know, I guess one of the things that has continued uh, thrashers, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, both the long, long-billed and the curved-billed thrashers, uh, are are pretty common in in our neighborhoods, so then, they manage to survive even though there's what looks cats. like there's more feral cats. Yeah. Thank you, Beth. Go ahead. Go ahead, Beth. Oh, okay, I think we we lost her. Sorry, Beth. <laughs> uh, we have. Let's see. We're going to. Thanks, Beth, for all yeah. the information. Yeah, that was great. Sharon is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, Sharon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good. What's um, going on? I read an article. I think it was last evening, and it said I, we should cut back the milkweed now because of a disease. That the butterflies get. Can you tell me anything about that? Say again. I didn't understand. Cut back the uh, uh, butterfly plants, the uh, milkweed. Uh, oh, the, the tropical milkweed. milkweed. Yeah, that was the compromise we made with uh, uh, naturalists, those that were worried about the, the tropical milkweed continues blooming and uh, encourages 
their their i their uh fear was that it encourages the the monarchs to stay here and to continue to lay eggs so so what we we suggested was if everybody cut back first of November cut back their tropical milkweeds so that their those milkweed blooms aren't out there and yeah. the foliage isn't out there uh, uh, keeping the monarchs here yeah don't don't have blooms in November everything that's got blooms in November yeah. you want to go out and cut it off right Milton? no no but we're not that, it's a di- <laughs> it's a different thing Jerry because because the milkweed is the only place they'll they'll uh, lay their eggs yeah so if you cut back the tropical milkweed, all the natives are gone already. Yeah. Mm. And so that they they thought that was a worthy compromise until because of course to cut the blooms off in November. Cut the stem the stems and blooms off. Yeah, in November. Yeah. When they're blooming, in November. Well, they yeah they bloom they bloom <laughs> forever. I know it. But so you definitely want to cut all those blooms off. Now the the, it, the choice is they're 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 saying the choice is you have dead monarch butterflies or you have uh, le- less time with the the blooms until the research is verifies one or the other. And this research has not um, so far been very solid or verified. Now one issue that I keep bringing up is that. Uh, as far as I know, the the milkweed on the wintering grounds is tropical milkweed, and I guess I guess their theory is that uh, as long as they're they're going down there, but but one of their one of their problems is that if those if the milkweed continues to bloom and have foliage, then the the microorganisms there's a ser- series of microorganisms that develop in that uh, complex chemistry and that may affect the uh, caterpillars and that that would might be the issue with the caterpillars not surviving on these late hatches like uh, the staff here at Millburgers and I were talking about yeah so it's a complex issue the research continues and that uh, that is probably uh, not a bad rec- not a bad recommendation to cut cut those uh, blooms. Cut those blooms and the leaves and the leaves the in, leaves in November the, the leaves are the leaves are more important than the the blooms. Alrighty, oh, you're saying cut them to the ground then? Yes, yes. If you want to get rid of all those blooms before in February and November. Now the because uh, the monarchs got out of plenty of other things to uh, uh, get uh, nectar from. We talked about the lantanas. We talked. Uh, there's mist flowers out there. There's uh, our Mexican flame vine. All kinds of stuff. But that's not making them stay here, is it? Well, maybe we need to cut the blooms off of everything in the yard. Well, uh, I don't want to make them stay. I don't want to encourage them to stay here and die during the winter, Cap. But so the, the safe but, thing to do would be to cut but that, but that, that But that's, that's not, not the whole argument. I, to, I mentioned the microorganisms. Yeah. And uh, they don't won't lay eggs, yeah. so you won't have the caterpillars. If they are not, if they don't have access to lay a place to lay an egg, they, they suspect, the researchers suspect that they're going to, 
they'll head for the wintering grounds, and they got more of a chance to make it. Oh. Hmm. Although I think we're getting pretty close to the time when it's oh, going to be pretty tough. smart. Sharon, did that help you? It, well, uh, now, the the orange and yellow little flower, you know, on there, should the, is that the seed and should it be saved? Should is I that the what? On the the yellow flower. Yeah. The, is that a seed pod up there? The yellow and the yellow and orange top of the plant? Seed pod. On the top of the plant, I, I don't think there's bloom. There's blooms, but they're they're kind of orange well, and yellow. Mine are yellow and orange. Uh, yeah. The the is seed that, pod, if it produces it's, one, would be a it's not, green hard. Yeah, it's product. not not the uh, seed pod for the butterfly. Is it the caterpillar? No. No, no it's yellow and orange. Okay. Oh yeah, okay. I know. Oh yeah, yeah. That is a seed pod. Yeah. And there are. There, yeah. They're they're forming seed pods right now. Yeah. So you can save so, those, I guess. You can harvest those if you if, want. If to. they're, you probably let them. Let them. Uh, or just cut. If you're gonna, if you decide to do that, there's a lot of question whether people are deciding to do that. You could just do like we used to do with blue and it's just put them in a sack and let them uh, mature a little bit more there you go all righty okay thank uh, you sharon uh, thanks sharon for being involved uh, okay okay glenda's on the line at 210-308-8867 sorry sharon we had to, we got a couple folks waiting what's going on glenda uh-oh all right, well, let's... Oh, good. Okay, so good. what flowering plant could I buy now that would uh, attract the most pollinators? I guess we're not talking about monarch butterflies, but uh, the bees, what would be best for the bees, the pollinators that I could buy now, like a, a, maybe a patio plant? Well, Calvin's article today in today's paper, it talks about lantanas uh, and... A mint marigolds and uh, thrallus and salvia coccinia. Yeah, I was just flame vine. Talk about that. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, the mist flower is still blooming up a storm in the out there, and uh, the Jerry's purple and uh, white uh, uh, lantanas. lantanas. Yeah. So there's lots of there's lots of stuff where they can get nectar still going strong. Okay, you said purple, purple, oh, the purple lantana, like that trailing lantana? Yeah. Okay, yeah, and a- the mint marigold, and uh, any other, like, flowers that you can think of right now that would, that I could, um, that I could. Fall, the, the fall asters, uh, the okay. mint marigold is a good one, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the bees get on that uh, alyssum. That is good. That is another good one. Yeah, uh, it's fragrant too. Yeah, and alyssum works in a lot of places. And then, yeah, use the white one. White alyssum. Okay, very good. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. You take care. All right, we got to take a break. We're right up against one, Glenn. Don't go anywhere. We'll talk to you because Glenn's from Wilson County. 
well, get out of here. Yeah, I bet you Jerry can figure what out I, your problem. What the hell is Gophers are doing? I don't know. We'll ask Glenn that right after this at 210-308-8867. This is Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer, 210-308-8867. Glenn has been waiting patiently. Hi, Glenn. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening Ooh. South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. What's going on, Glenn? How are things in Wilson County? Uh, <coughs> bright and sunny. Are the, okay. gra- are the grass birds blooming yet? <laughs> they are. I have, they are. I, have a, I love to come down and for- watch them. Wow. Uh, I have a record crop this year. When, when is the Cutter Ant Parade? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Did I get that right? Yeah. yeah well, well yeah. The, the parade we were going to have was uh, Bull Nettle. Oh, the Bull Nettle Parade? Okay. I got those two. What's Did going on, sir? The, How can we help you? Did you ever eat the seeds off the Bull Nettle? No. But I told, I've told people about them. And they, no, we, we used to. They're kind of like a, kind of like a uh, uh, coconut. Co- coconut, yeah, yeah. Cotton. yeah. Huh. okay, yeah, pretty good. Well, I, I think I know. I probably can guess the answer because, uh, but because I think it'd be readily available if there was the, the magic elixir that would kill uh, cut ants. But I, for some reason, they're they're blooming in. I have a little red house in in town, and they're just they've just taken over the backyards. They got the little mounds, you know that they. Unique looking little mounds that they build, and then uh, and then of course they're packing leaves left and right. And I understand you know they make a fungus out of that, and the fungus is what they eat. But I've never looking through the internet and everything else, I've never seen a really good way to get rid of them. Well, because they're one. <laughs> well, well, yeah. they, they used to have a cut cut ant bait. Uh, it was in the green label, I think, but. Uh, they t- they took it off the market because they said it wasn't enough demand for it, hmm. uh, and it's not considering fire ants versus cut ants. No, but I Hello. I had a surefire way to get rid of them uh, that doesn't involve kerosene. I mean uh, gasoline or uh, a lot of a lot of folks used to use that the product they call High Life. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. The clear, clear per, uh, alcohol poured down the deal, poured down their holes, <laughs> and I, I was uh, talking to some uh, hill country people who are used to fighting them all the time, uh, and uh, I was talking to a guy that uh, used high life and also used uh, he used uh, gasoline to pour down those holes mixed with uh, diesel. Mm. And uh, then he went back went back to the house after a while. He couldn't remember whether he was supposed to light it or not. So mm. after it sat there for about 30, 40 minutes, he went back out there and dropped a, ma- a match in it. And he said it looked like the second coming out there. I mean, there's fire shooting out of the ground all over the place. So you don't recommend that? Uh, well, <laughs> he said it got rid of them. Yeah. But anyway, get uh, get on plantanswers.com. You get. Okay. You said you get on the internet. Yep. And, yeah, and uh, yep. when you open it up, type in cut ant. 
killer. Okay. Or just cut in. And then it'll open in the question section. The, the first section is searches everything. The question is all the questions and answers we've answered through the years. Okay. Uh, and it'll it'll give you a uh, recommendation that I received. I can't tell the, the person that came up with it, but it is 100% effective. It basically involves you making a fresh bait uh, uh, for yourself. And okay. you use you use the product uh, that we used to recommend all is the that, time. That, that's the spe- special Wilson County yeah, area, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, we do it to save their <laughs> save them. It's, it's made out of a combination of orthene, uh, which is sold as a powder. Acephate. Acephate, yeah. yeah. But it's sold as a orthene fire ant killer in powder okay. form. Yeah, I and 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 it tells you how to you how to use it. Now, I'll say that uh, it's not legal, so I I couldn't tell you on the radio what it what it is, but I will gotcha. tell you on the radio that I've <laughs> recommended it to several people that have used it very effectively. All right, excellent. There you go. Enough so, said, Glenn. So you try yeah. that and uh, find that. Cool. If you can't, if you can't find it, uh, drop me a, a, a line at uh, Jerry Parsons at plantanswers dot com. Okay. That's yep. that's my email. Excellent. All right, I'll, I'll do All right. it. So okay. right now, thank uh, you, sir. Thank y'all much. Appreciate it. You bet. All right, 210-308-8867, but we only have about a minute and a half left, so uh, I didn't ta- save it for tomorrow. <laughs> I didn't tell him that we. I don't have one for grass burrs and gophers. Gophers together? <laughs> However, if you do trap the gophers down there, please save me the pelts. Okay. Because, you know, I'm trying to make me some uh, gopher pajamas. Oh. Very soft. Have you ever seen gopher pajamas? No, I have not. Yeah, that fur is very soft. If you put tar- did, did you have some at one time? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I like them. You think someone in Wilson County would capitalize? I know it. Open up the gopher store. It's just, it's just hard to get enough pelts to, to make, make a decent size. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it could be like customized. There you go. Bring in your own gophers. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that. Okay. Skin them out. Okay. They're easy to skin out. I didn't know that. They're small. Okay. Right. And they poor, make, poor make Wilson. The little, they make the little traps. The trap. Poor Wilson County. All right. Well, listen, we got to go. But we want to thank Barry for doing a great job back there at the station, getting all the calls on the air. Had a bunch of them at the end. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you didn't make it, why don't you call us tomorrow morning and uh, or tomorrow when the show starts, and we'll get you right on the air. Uh, write down this number, 210-308-8867. We are going to say goodbye for today. We're back tomorrow from Mill Burgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. I'm Milton Glick, and this is 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.